everybody and welcome along to the Event Industry News Podcast. My name is James Dixon and as always I'm wishing you a very good morning, afternoon or evening wherever and whenever you join today's podcast from. Uh, and on today's podcast we welcome our guest James Huddleston is the Vice President of Marketing from Certain. We're going to find out a little bit more about uh, who Certain are and what they do but first of all James thanks very much for joining the podcast today. Yeah thank you so much for having me. Um, James joins us uh, from his personal base at home in San Francisco, but that's also where Certain are based. And that brings us on to talking a little bit about the company, first of all, James. We're going to be looking at um, marketing trends and what's going to be happening, we think, in the industry uh, from a marketing point of view in 2020. But um, before we sort of go down today's topics of conversation on the podcast, James, tell us a little bit about Certain, who, what the company does and, and where it sits within the events industry. Sure. Yeah. Uh, Certain's a leading provider of event automation software, um, helping event planners and event marketers uh, deliver greater results from their events. Um, so we provide the end-to-end -end software from think the registration platform um, all the way through in events, the mobile experience, uh, and then through the event follow-up. So the integrations we provide with marketing automation and CRM. So truly an end-to-end an enterprise solution for running events of all types and sizes across the globe. And, and if I'm right in saying so, from having looked at your website prior to, to the recording of today's podcast, that there's a, a meeting element uh, involved as well with sort of the one-to-one -one pre arranged meetings and things, which obviously it growing in popularity, you know, within the industry. Yeah. Yeah. We also have a one-to-one -one meeting solution called certain meets, which allows you or your teams to, pre-schedule and, and uh, set up those meetings in advance um, uh, and then track those meetings at a scale too that's beyond just, you know, think, you know, potentially hundreds of meetings that you're looking to, to have within your events, you know, connecting your executives or your sales team or your marketing team mm -hmm. with, the, with those attendees. And so you can track that all through our system. And that's something that I definitely want to get on to speaking further into today's episode, because uh -huh. um, that, that particular element uh, and then that particular, I suppose, element of not just your platform, but of events as a whole is something that, as I said, is growing in popularity and is becoming more and more important to events is that ability to, to set up and coordinate one-to-one -one meetings in a advance but, yeah. but going back to what I said at the top of the episode about um, trends for 2020 it's um, it's an appropriate time to talk about this you know uh, we're recording this episode prior to Christmas but when it airs it will be right at the start of the year um, and not only is it a great time to, to, to look at any particular business trends that we think are going to be, be, you know, prominent in a given year. It's also a great time because we're at the end of a decade and the start of a new one to, to, to look back over the last few years. And when I look back, certainly over the last decade, when we talk about marketing trends, particularly um, as a marketeer yourself, you've probably seen that the, the biggest leaps forward that we've perhaps ever seen in any decade of business in the last 10 years, um, given the advances that we've got, not just in digital communications, but mm -hmm. our ability to analyze how those digital, digital communications are being affected and uh, how yeah. successful they've been. Um, before we look at maybe some of the trends, um, how do you reflect on sort of the previous 10 years as, as a marketeer and what you've been able to do in that profession? Yeah, I mean, great question. So it's, it has, to your point, advanced so significantly in the last even just few years. Um, 
to where when I originally entered it, so I, from my background, I was originally in sales for, for a number of years, then in the kind of account management, customer success role before the industry really termed it customer success, uh, then moved into product solution marketing. Um, and as I remember, and this was maybe, you know, 10 years ago, about at the start of the decade, when I moved into a marketing function or marketing role, um, marketing functioned very differently. Uh, it was definitely a little more of the art than the science. Mm. Um, which was fine and you know there's a lot of creative elements it was about ads and uh, building brand awareness and it still is today uh, but what has been fascinating is just this uh, shift over the last 10 years you know leveraging some of the technologies that are available um, you know marketing I feel like has become has, is seen as more strategic than ever before um, and is really the contributor or CEOs and others are looking at marketing to be the primary or one of the primary contributors for revenue mm -hmm. and not just building brand awareness. And to do that, marketing has had to become significantly more data driven. Um, so if I look at my role right, right now, I need at the push of a button, basically what my campaign efficacy, whether that's in-person events or even digital uh, through digital channels, digital campaigns, um, I need to be able to kind of push button and see in a dashboard exactly what's working, what is it, what's the ROI at any point in time, who are we engaging with, what's the, you know, like the, there's so much more data and, and analysis that goes into marketing than, than I think ever before. Uh, and do you think uh, uh, that you mentioned that you, you began your career working in a, in a sales role and that progressed into doing what you do now with marketing. Yeah. Do, do you um, find that people that you work alongside who are still working in sales roles, you're working a lot more closely with sales teams in your role now as a marketing person because you're able to provide them with with data and analytics and statistics and real hard evidence that backs up their sales story that maybe you couldn't have done 10 years ago. Absolutely. Yeah. I think that's, and that's kind of the rise of account-based marketing as well has been this contributing factor to mm. the importance of alignment between sales and marketing and working side by side, sort of hand in hand to, you know, the way that I like to talk about it with my head of sales is, you know, we, we both own the funnel, if you will. We both own the pipeline. Yeah. Um, we're both accountable for it. And I don't just own the top. You know, I don't just own getting, okay, I've generated a bunch of leads. I had an event and I pushed them over. No, I need to help them sort of prosecute those leads all the way through yeah. to and, and identify what content is needed. You know, working with my sales team, you know, closely on, hey, you know, we're, we're it's, uh, closing in on a deal, but we just need this one asset to kind of get us, accelerate that deal through or close, help them close that deal. Um, so marketing does, it's, uh, you kind of, role has expanded beyond just, okay, we're gonna contribute leads and then we hope that something happens, like sales can do something with them. Mm. No, it's now, it extends not just to the, frankly, like not just through the funnel to close sale, but I would, argue you know we're all you know even for our company too we're focusing a lot of marketing attention and investment on post-sale yeah. so even within the customer base because there's so much opportunity for upsell cross-sell to influence retention and renewals um that it's that's another thing we just don't want to lose sight of as well uh mm. and that's why how i've seen the role expand and 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 i 
uh, what I, I suppose I find interesting about um, uh, people like yourself who work in a marketing role, but for the type of company that you work for is that if I'm right in saying you, your job will be from a marketing point of view to market certain market your own company and promote the message of what you guys can offer. But similarly, the actual platform and what certain provides as a product is helping event organizers in many respects to market their own events. Um, so you'll be seeing what they're doing successfully and maybe utilizing some of that with your own activities, but also utilizing some of your own activities to develop what the actual platform's doing. Is there a lot of cross pollination of, of, of those two sides of things? Yeah, no, that's exactly right. I, uh, we had our, our customer advisory board uh, in October this past year in San Francisco, and that was you know still like twelve of our top customers coming together, um, sharing their stories. You know we were sharing some thought leadership and sharing our roadmap, uh, but I was just it was to your question um, so invigorated by a lot of not only how they're leveraging our platform and our product to drive mm -hmm. marketing and business results from events. Um, but the things they were doing even tactically or in strategically that I could pull into my organization, mm. uh, things like incorporating account-based marketing into events. So, um, you know, like working with, we're, uh, Dreamforce, uh, we're, uh, sponsoring, uh, an event or it's kind of ancillary around Dreamforce, um, and working with my sales team to identify, okay, who are the specific accounts we want to target uh, yeah. that we know we're going to be attending or we believe are going to be attending Dreamforce, you know, having a, basically uh, what we call revenue war meeting leading up to Dreamforce, you know, every week leading up to Dreamforce, identifying those targets, figuring out very personalized, targeted ways that we can get uh, engagement, set up those one-to-one -one meetings that you'd mentioned we are yeah. so critical for events. So that's just an example of kind of some of the tactics we've been able to deploy um, in working and things that we're capturing that we're feeding back into our customers um, event strategy as well. Sure. And, and certainly when, when I had a chance to look through your website and look through, you know, elements of, of, of the certain platform um, prior to today, um, it, uh, and this is this is not a, a critique by any stretch, but I'm always wary at first instinct of a platform that claims to be able to do everything, um, because as you will have seen, there are so many event management platforms out there now. Um, yeah. Some companies have have opted to do one particular element and and do that really well. Uh, other companies have tried to go down the route of being able to offer multiple solutions for multiple different scenarios within an, an event management situation um mm -hmm. and by diluting that could, could not you know don't, don't collectively do the whole thing very well at all um yeah. what was the evolution of the of the certain platform to, to where it is today did it just start with a uh, a single offering or was it built from the ground up to be this all-encompassing solution that it is now yeah so it uh it, more the latter in that okay. I think, and it, it predates me a little bit, my time at certain, but my, from my understanding, we originally, you know, number of years ago, started as kind of a registration product, you know, focusing on helping, uh, you know, companies get, uh, promote and get attendees to register for their events, sure. um, you know, through email, through website promotion. And, it, and then we kind of built on top and built on top as we, started to work with a number of our customers kind of driving our product like a product-led growth strategy at the time 
Yeah. Um, you know, and, and that's where we started incorporating more uh, functionality, more capabilities on top of registration, um, including, and then most recently, I guess two years ago, we purchased uh, Gather Digital, which is a, a mobile, mobile event provider solution, right. uh, which we've now rebranded as Certain Touchpoint. Um, but I, you know, I would say to where, so we built up a lot of those capabilities to provide this end-to-end -end solution. I will say where we still focus from a strategic perspective, I think what differentiates us in a product perspective is, you know, and what intrigued me, frankly, about why I joined Certain in the first place was I had previously, I'd been at, you know, a company and we, we hosted a major event. We spent about half a million or more a year on, on this, you know, large uh, event, um, and it was it, it often seen as a great success. Um, but what, it, as I was involved from a marketing side, what was interesting to me is that, you know, we seemed to um, uh, celebrate as soon as it, attendee milestones were met before the event even started. You know, sure. it was like yeah. balloons out in the office, <laughs> oh, these uh, champagnes being popped. Um, but, uh, you know, and I, I sat there and said, you know, yeah, I want to feel good. But at the same time, like, are we, are we really measuring the return on this investment? I mean, this is a lot of money we're spending. What happens after the event? What happens even during the event? What are we doing to, you know, capture engagement and do something with that, those meetings that are taking place, those interactions, that sure. engagement we're having? Yeah. Um, and that's what, so I think, kind of long story, right? But what intrigued me most about certain was the focus from day one and has still been since I've been there, like all of what goes into the event matters. I'm not underselling the importance, the planning, the logistics. Like it's, this is a very difficult lift. Yeah. However, what really matters is the outcomes. What happens after the event, how you deliver and drive and measure and quantify ROI, um, you know, and, and so that's where our focus traditionally has been from a product and strategy perspective um, is ensuring that companies can capture more engagement data within the event and in real time sync it to the tools, marketing and sales tools they need to, to, um, to measure and quantify uh, that ROI. Sure. And, and, and of course, the, the, the better that you can do that as a platform and the more analytical data that you get back from the users of your platform the yeah. stronger a message that you can then deliver from a marketing perspective when you're yeah. looking to, to 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 create new business opportunities for certain um, exactly right. yeah. everything dovetails together uh, i'm intrigued that you mentioned that you had a, 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 a an opportunity to, to to meet with your uh, customers and, and to speak to them and find out what they're doing um when we look at uh, it's always difficult to look ahead into the future and predict what we think trends are going to be. But just having had the chance to, to talk to them about what they are doing, were you able to draw on a number of specifics where you think that's clearly something people are going to be doing more of in the future and we need to keep an eye on that? Were there, were there any sort of two or three things that popped out you and thought those things are what we're going to need to watch? Yes. Yeah. So, the, I mean, one comes to mind right away. And it, it, the caveat being we are working with some of the largest, world's largest organizations. Sure. Uh, we're running tens of thousands of events on our platform. So, um, however, there's, I think, uh, a, a methodology or process in this that can be, in this example that I'm about to give, that can be deployed across companies of any sizes in an organization or any types of events. So, 
um, one of our customers stood up, kind of told their story, again, very large multinational corporation with a lot of resources. Um, but, you know, they're running thousands of events through our platform. And what they're doing with that is they're capturing through certain, they're, they're able to a lot of intent data or buying signals around what attendees are doing within the event. So what sessions they're attending, um, right. they're asking additional questions at registration to capture some additional buying sentiment, like what products might they be interested in, uh, what categories of products. Um, uh, and so they're capturing as much data as they can throughout the event and kind of digitizing those face-to-face -face interactions. Yeah. And then they've got, you know, like a custom data lake or warehouse that they're actually just, you know, we're helping them sync it through our integration directly, you know, uh, sending that data in real time to it. Yeah. Then they are applying machine learning and AI algorithms to identify, okay, you know, James has attended a, a session on uh, marketing automation. And by the way, someone from his, uh, also from his company attended another one at a different event on marketing automation. We're going to bucketize those two individuals uh, based on where we believe they are in the, in the buyer's journey and recommend these specific uh, white papers on marketing automation uh, based on the engagement we're seeing within the event. And so they're basically looking for patterns in that data through, through these algorithms to then serve up the most appropriate content um, to you in sort of most relevant and timely. That's interesting. Yeah, that, 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 that's, that's really interesting. As you said, for, for companies who are organizing, using one platform like yours to, to, to deliver multiple events, yeah. the ability to, to, to see trends in their own events and see what's working, what's not working, because certainly in terms of content delivery, you know, finding the right content for your event, whether that's, you know, a, 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 an expo or a conference, you know, whatever it may be, finding content that engages the, the visitors is, is ultimately the key to delivering a good event because if they're not being engaged if they're not actually achieving something from the content that they can interact with at the event they're not going to return and returning visitors is you know key, yeah. key to longevity isn't it so actually yes uh, uh, being able to identify those trends within your own events is again uh, something that people probably haven't had the ability to actually look at until very recently, until the last few years, when we've really got smarter with the whole analytical side of events. Yeah, no, that's right. And I think that you can leverage the, or the mobile event app, whether it's ours or others, that, where you can capture sentiment data within the event coming out mm. of a session, polling, surveys. Um, and I think it speaks to a broader trend, which is uh, this drive to create super curated custom experiences for every individual attendee. Like yeah. highly personalized, like, you know, knowing if, if I or you attend an event and I put in just a little bit of additional information around the registration or I download the mobile app and you then know, uh, you marry that with data you may already have on me in your marketing automation tool or in, your, in other marketing technologies that you happen to have, mm -hmm. you can create sort of this curated experience for me. Um, like, you know, a, a mar like I'm, I know I'm a VP of marketing. I, you know, we have this VIP dinner specifically designated for marketers. I can invite James as soon as he registers for that event because I know uh, what he's interested in. Um, and just creating these like highly tailored bespoke experiences for attendees. I, like we like to 
kind of call it the, you know, like every attendee is, is treated like a VIP, right? There, you can sure. create these um, custom paths for people within an event. Um, something, a question that's, that sprung to mind when we're talking about this, and uh, I, I'm not sure how it would work in terms of the, uh, the storage of historical data and, and from a data protection point of view, but um, when we look at the, I mentioned I want to talk about the one-to-one -one meeting side of yeah. things, and yeah. um, uh, with some of the platforms that I've had experience of, of working with and seeing in operation, once somebody has registered for an event, that's when they can then utilize uh, the one-to-one -one element where they can be matchmaked with, with somebody who shares a similar interest and, and the system will pair them for a meeting with somebody that they think will be relevant to what they're looking for. Uh, yep. So a business with an attendee. Um, is there a scenario within certain where people who haven't registered for an upcoming event, but who have previously attended an event of a similar description, could be sent a suggestion to register for an upcoming event because there could be somebody there that could meet them. Did you sort of see where I'm getting yes. at then? So try yeah. getting them to register based on somebody. Prior history. Yeah, yeah, prior history, yeah. Yeah, no, there absolutely is. And that's, um, so I think it depends on the event type and it does depend on some of the, the data security and privacy rules within mm. that event. Um, but I will say like we as users of certain ourselves, um, we, one of our main goals and one of the things that I track going into every event, whether it's an event we host or a trade show we're sponsoring at, how many meetings are we pre-setting up? Now, of course you need to, those people need to show up. So that's another measure. Um, but how we're doing that is we don't always have the registration list in advance, especially sure. if we're not hosting. You know? yeah. And some trade shows won't even give it to you at all in advance. This is true. Yeah. 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 Um, so we get very creative with the data that we already have in our marketing systems and technologies in certain as well to identify, okay, where is this individual? Where, you know, where are they located? Where's the event? Let's look for all the, you know, even just the, where, where is this account headquartered? Do they have a satellite office in, let's say we're doing a trade show in Chicago. Yeah. Um, you know, who can we target from our database there that we think, even if they're not planning to attend to your point, maybe they're not planning to attend the show, but we can also promote the show and promote um, getting them there. And then like, Hey, and also by the way, please like let's uh, set up some one-to-one -one meeting time while we're there. And you can do that through, through our technology as well. Sure. Um, yeah. But I, I just think it's such the, the, one-to-one -one meeting side of things, I think is such a potentially strong tool to, to drive registration because you can send people lists of exhibitors and companies that are going to be yeah. there and look at all these companies that are going to be there, you know, how often do they actually look through that entire list and actually click on all of those companies and look into it? If you can su suggest one person that's relevant to that, to, to that person, you know, yeah. that's all, that's all it takes, you know, for, for yeah. them to maybe justify that day out of the office to register, you know, that's yeah. all it needs sometimes is that one good contact where they think actually they're really relevant to what I'm doing at the moment. I will go to that. And I think that one unique contact that has been selected because it is so relevant can be stronger than lists and lists of companies who we think could be relevant. Yeah. yeah, no, I totally agree. I mean, even as an attendee myself and attending a number of trade shows or events throughout the year, I always am looking for uh, or open to 
like, hey, I wouldn't, you know, open my network. Be like, who can I network with? Who's, you know, like company size or even just in marketing or, you know, and, and or vendors who I might be interested in. And I, you're right, like there may be a laundry list of vendors or sponsors, but I need someone to help kind of give me a little impetus to, yeah. hey, you know, like this would be a really good vendor to talk to because of X, Y, Z. Yeah. And the vendors who are like a lot of the, or the sponsors who are really good know how to kind of cut through that noise and get to me directly with the right message. That, you know, it's not always easy, um, but I agree. Like that is a, an untapped opportunity. Yeah. But when we're talking about trends as well, interesting turn of phrase there, where you talked about cutting through the noise. Um, do, do you think that, you know, as we step into the next year and the next decade, um, and, and when this episode airs, it will be at the start of 2020, um, are we finding better ways to cut through the noise of data? Because data is great and we've learned to analyze it better, but you know, a, f a few years ago and, and until quite recently, there was huge amounts of data being generated, but an awful lot of noise to actually get to the stuff that um, that was relevant. So are we finding better ways and, and are we finding, you know, actual platforms that are helping us cut through this? Yeah, I mean, I would, I would say um, yes and no. I think there's still this proliferation of, I mean, you should see my in inbox. It's just like the email is not a channel, at least that I respond to uh, yeah. anymore, pretty much at all. Um, it's, that's why I think events like in-person events are so critical because they can be that direct conduit to a one-to-one face-to-face relationship or meeting or engagement with the right prospect or with the right customer or, yeah. or just, you know, someone in your network that you want to interact with or network with. Um, I think especially as the, you know, social media, a lot of luster is falling off social media and especially the privacy issue, all the stuff going on with some of the big social media giants. I, and this is just my personal take, I feel like people are kind of going, that, that, that pendulum is swinging back again to the power of face-to-face -face engagement in action. Um, you know, I th that's why I, th I see, uh, um, uh, a lot of investment, like we see with our customers, a lot of investment in events. Now, they're not just adding events to add events, uh, but they're being very strategic about what types of, course, of events. Of course, yeah. Uh, they're, yeah, like where exactly their target opportunities are or customers and being very thoughtful. Um, but events, to me, are that, that channel that truly cuts through the noise. Yes, they're often more expensive, but, you know, what we've seen is that the ROI can... Uh, uh, can easily justify that spend. Well, even even, it's, even in its simplest form, uh, and if you take a traditional printed advert that you would maybe put in a business publication, somebody doesn't have to register to look at that advert. Yeah. But you run a live event. The first thing that you have to do to attend that live event is to register. Yeah. Instantly, then the company organizing that event has something that's critical to them and is valuable to them, which is your, your details, your data, who yeah. you are, what you do, who you, who you may be relevant to. And yeah. I guess as we found more sophisticated ways to, to generate that data, then interpret it and then make it useful, not just as to, to the businesses running those events, but to the attendees themselves, this is yep. why the value of events has, has ultimately risen because that's always my sort of comparison is, is the, 
the sort of antiquated print yeah. advert yeah. now you know what what do you achieve out of a live event that you don't achieve out of there and, and the list is is growing you know day by day yeah yeah in the intent anyone who's registered or to your point like it there's currency and data and you having registered you're giving up some currency you're giving up that data um and that is a sign of intent too i mm. you know i'm i'm willing to give you this data i'm willing to attend your events or even just pre-register for your events yeah um and that's uh, like now we're starting we have a relationship built even before the event starts um and and you know there's something to be said about like that's that's a that's a sign of intent already and there's so much you can do then once you once you have that person then on site within the event so many other data points you can capture on on their engagement sure when um as we move through today's episode and uh, with one eye on the clock i'm 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 keen to, to always ask um, tech companies particularly, you know, what, what's, what's on the horizon for them? Because um, as a tech company, you undoubtedly will never sit still and just say, that's great. The platform is perfect. Leave it yeah. as it is. You will always be looking at, at new ways of either improving things or incorporating new features. And I guess like a lot of tech companies that will be driven by the interaction that you have with your own customers and clients, finding mm -hmm. out what they're doing, what they want, what, how they're using certain elements and, and, and developing those are there, will there be new features and what's on the horizon, you know, in 2020 for certain? Yeah, there are, there are. And that's our customer advisory board is a great example of a one conduit or way we're able to capture kind of what our customers are looking for. Um, but we're looking at, we, we don't, uh, <clears throat> over rotate on exactly you know we we want to make sure we incorporate what they're looking for we've got a number of enhancements that will address their needs but we're also looking to the future as well we look at other industries or other types of tech companies to mm -hmm. for that innovation as well or innovative ideas and market trends um and one of the things we're really i mean this goes back to the our core focus which i'd mentioned is really like how can we enable even greater capture of data on attendee engagement within the event and allow you as the uh, user to do more with that data, even whether it's during the event or post event. Um, so for, it's, for us, it's any of the product investments we're, we're making next year are gonna be in the spirit of, um, you know, what additional data can we, allow, can we help you capture? Um, and how do we, through our integration, uh, with marketing and sales technologies allow you to do more with it. And so one of the things sort of specifically that we're looking at, um, we have a kind of underlying data engine or platform we call a certain signal, um, which allows marketers to go in and connect certain to any sales and marketing technology. We have some native integrations, but also you can connect to any other technologies just via webhook. Yeah. So that, and, and we can then, sync or share that any data that you're capturing through the entire event process in real time to any of those tools and technologies. But one of the things we want to bring to the table, and I talked about this a little bit in that um, some of our customers are applying AI, AI and ML once they receive the data. Yeah. We want to pull that upstream a bit and actually apply our own AI and ML algorithms um, and push that back to you in the form of both dashboards so you can see exactly sure. what's going on in real time within an event, uh, the ROI you're getting from that event, 
um, but also um, kind of identify patterns or things that you can then take action on or make tweaks to um, in real time um, before they become either an issue down the road or bec before that data gets kind of stored away and you know uh, you have to do like another layer of analysis on it. So that's really our focus, I think, I would say, uh, as we head into next year. And it's, and it's interesting, isn't it? Because in, in many respects, what our, our ultimate goal is to make things as transparent as possible, isn't it? We want yeah. to be able to see through you know, the, the clutter of data and make things as transparent as possible. How much have I spent? Yep. How much have I got back? Yep. Who's attended? What have they achieved? You know, yeah. it boils down to pretty simple stuff in the end, doesn't it? Um, yeah, yeah. Yeah, there's, I mean, there's no shortage of it. It's sometimes you have to package it in a way that is consumable. I think to your point, it's, you know, and help, we want to help you identify what's the next best step or best action I need to take based on the ROI data I'm seeing or the, the leads I'm seeing generate. What does sales need to do next? Um, yeah. And break it down to, to its most simple sort of uh, next recommendation. Absolutely. We've been, uh, we've been talking on the podcast today to uh, James Huddleston. James joins us from San Francisco um, and he is the Vice President of Marketing for Certain. As we've been talking about, Certain are uh, a specialist event management platform with multiple layers um, within their own platform, uh, supporting event organizers with delivering their events. And uh, as we've been speaking about today, analyzing their events and being able to really look at the details of how they market them. And also looking at some of the, the trends and where we see things moving ahead into 2020. James, before we wrap up, um, if any of our podcast followers want to find out more about Certain, um, how do they get in touch? What are some of the social media handles that they can follow? Sure. Uh, yeah, look us up. Our, our website is www.certain.com. Um, you can look us up on LinkedIn uh, under Certain. Uh, you can please feel free to look me up on LinkedIn. Um, and we have a Twitter handle as well, uh, that's certain um, that you can search for. Um, but yeah, we'd love to stay engaged. Fantastic. James, thanks very much for, for taking the time to join us today. Um, bit, bit of a time difference, sort of late afternoon here for me, early morning, I guess, for uh, what start of the business day for James over in San Francisco. Always right. get to have a great to have a transatlantic uh, guest on. Um, yeah. So thanks very much for joining us today, James. Um, if you are watching the video of today's podcast via eventindustrynews.com, don't forget that you can go over to your chosen podcast download platform and listen to audio-only versions of all of the previous Event Industry News podcasts. Of course, if you are listening to the audio version of this podcast, why not hop over to eventindustrynews.com? You can look up the video versions of all the podcasts, see all of the guests that we talk to, and also while you're on there, you can check out some of the latest news, features, and special uh, blogs that are going up onto the Event Industry News website. That brings us nicely to the end of today's episode. Our thanks once again to James Huddleston from Certain, and we'll see you on the next edition of the Event Industry News podcast. Thanks very much. Goodbye. Mm -hmm.